Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to our first session of the podcast series around corporate venturing. My name is Elise Carton. Um, today, um, I'm joined by several people that I will introduce to you in a minute. Um, we will be discussing, um, first of all, an introduction to corporate venturing. So our four series podcast will highlight different facets of the concepts. But for this first session, we think it's important to go back to the basics. What is corporate venturing? Um, what uh, makes uh, corporate startup collaborations important? How can corporates and startups collaborate? But also what makes corporate and startup collaborations successful? Successful. So here with me today are uh, Lieven Adams, deal, deals partner at PwC Belgium. Hi everybody. Um, indeed, uh, focusing on deals within PwC Belgium, uh, but specific focus on startup scale-up uh, initiatives, either being uh, as an advisor to these startup scale-ups or at the corporate side and bringing the two together that's the topic of today great uh, we're also joined by professor uh, vincent molly professor of strategy entrepreneurship and family business at kyle leuven and antwerp management school welcome professor molly yes hello uh, elisa uh, yeah nice uh, having uh, you all here for uh, let's say um, some insights that result from our, our research, because that's one of the reasons I suppose why we are here to actually come with some uh, insights that we got out of our research that we started, uh, let's say two years and a half ago, um, together with PwC as one of our partners, which was called the art of corporate venturing. How can we actually uh, gain new knowledge, uh, more insights on how you could um, create those corporate startup collaborations successfully? So yes. I'm happy to share with you those insights today. Yeah, more about the, the setup of the study uh, later on in the podcast. Um, we're also joined by Andries, who's a researcher on innovation at Antwerp Management School as well. Welcome, Andries Reemen. Thank you very much, indeed. Well, happy to join. <clears throat> Great. Um, maybe Vincent and Andries, before we, we dive into the, the topic and the conversation, could you uh, introduce to us the, the study that you mentioned before, the art of co corporate venturing, um, what you've been doing, um, what the outcomes are of that study and, and what the next steps are for the specific study? Yeah. Well, um, as I said, about two years and a half ago, we found out that um, corporate startup collaboration, well, let's call it CSC, maybe to abbreviate it a little bit, uh, that it was growing. Um, it was not new, um, but it was growing. We saw more and more companies coming with questions, uh, you know, we uh, would like to become more innovative. We would like to also um, uh, hook up to um, other players in the market that are very innovative. And then, of course, we come to the, the, the whole startup scale-up uh, scene, not only in Belgium, but internationally. How can we do it? Because if you would like to get in contact with them, if you would like to collaborate with them, how to do it successfully? Because uh, it seems easier said than done. Uh, so please give us some uh, some angles, some insights on how we could do this successfully. And that is uh, how the whole, whole journey started, uh, you know, based on academic research, um, based on, um, let's say, surveys. Uh, uh, so uh, questionnaires we sent to um, uh, several players in the Belgian market, together with um, 
let's say, insi insights coming from interviews with both corporates and startups that are already collaborating, how they are doing it, what works well, what was quite a struggle. Based on those learnings, yeah, we, would we wanted to come to a, uh, a lot of uh, yeah, insights that uh, could be shared with the corporate and startup world. Yes. Now maybe to add on that, Elisa, just a few words, because what we saw is that the startups, they have something very strong and powerful, that is innovation, new technology, new markets. And what we see at the corporate side is they have a market, they have budget, they have money, um, they have a solid structure. And so they're, they're having something what the other uh, wants. So the, the, what our, our start for, of the idea was that they could benefit en uh, enormously from each other's strengths. Yeah, exactly. I think that's also why we as PwC decided to team up and join um, the study as a knowledge partner, uh, both PwC and our colleagues at PwC Legal. Um, we support the white papers, we reach out to our clients and, and, and connections for the surveys, um, as well as sharing insights into specific use cases. So. Um, I mean, we're very happy about this collaboration as we are learning from it. And we're also able to pass on um, the experience and the insights that you are gathering. Um, so really valuable there. Um, maybe Levin, um, could you explain a bit having um, experience in advising corporates in, in, in mergers and acquisitions, but also in um, corporate venturing technology um, and innovation strategies? Um, what is corporate venturing in, in your words and, and where does it come from? Yeah, you will find a lot of definitions of corporate venturing uh, on Wikipedia and the likes, but let, let's call it, it's a concept whereby industrial organization corporates either can set up, either can sponsor or can invest in startup companies in order, let's say, to develop innovative um, products or services. Now, what is the challenge with these corporates? Um, in fact, they have their current business and they should look constantly and certainly in, in the current agile um, environment we are in uh, to improve their operational performance, um, looking at inefficiencies, maximizing productivity and that kind of activities, well, that they are still looking for largely uh, themselves. We, we call it incremental innovation on, on their current portfolio. What they're not so good in mostly is um, uh, to look at what should bring the future? What's uh, my competitive environment doing? Will I still be um, innovative uh, going forward? Um, and I'll come back in a minute in, after the current COVID crisis. I think it's even more important uh, reason that uh, this topic of corporate venturing is, uh, is at the right moment, I guess. But um, so for, for this second element, um, that, that's where startups uh, scale-ups can 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 help mostly in large corporates the the time to turn something into profits is is quite long or they don't have the talent uh, to do it um, the technologies are going that fast uh, at this moment um, that it's quite difficult to to follow it as a corporate themselves good example of that was uh, some years ago nokia you might all remember the good old Nokia, whereby the battery lasted one one day or even longer. We were all happy with that, and and even are looking forward now these days to it. But um, yeah, Nokia 
uh, thought that they were unbeatable and and too late uh, starting at new innovative technologies and so on and and there were um the competitors um so um it, it's mainly for the second stage um and and i said uh, so second stage um, new technologies new um, products new services if we reflect on COVID, what COVID brought, um, and and the the phases that that uh, corporates are going into, well, in the first phase, and we are almost at the end of it, uh, companies started to minimize their value leakage, their cash leakage, um, profiting from uh, uh, government measures, um, reducing cash outs, and so on. We are coming now in a phase of what we call value preservation, whereby and then I'm back on, on, on the fact that they are looking at operational performance of their products, inefficiencies uh, going out. Um, and, and there already, uh, startups can play a role. Um, models are changing, more online sales versus others, um, more digital marketing. Um, so in this value preservation phase, what I call, um, controlling phase um, links between corporates and and, and startups um, can can already play a, a role, but certainly if we come in the next phase, which will come again, the value creation phase, we are talking then about your market, your competitive positioning. Will it still be the same as in the past? People are talking about localization, more doing more local. Well. It's interesting to see that as well in, in, in a preservation phase, which is more internal focused, cost focused, control focused, as in a value creation phase, where you're looking at new markets, new competitive positioning, that the link between corporates and, and startups can be really strong. Um, and that's what we call corporate venturing. Yeah. Exactly. I think um, it, it definitely creates an opportunity um, the next months uh, after after a crisis to see how technology and innovation can help corporates recover. Um, and I think even pre-COVID-19, there were, were a lot of reasons why to start for corporates to start collaborating with startups. It's also something that was um, researched by, by, by you, Andris, and, and, and Vincent in your study. Um, so can you explain a bit the different reasons that you discovered um, why corporates want to collaborate with startups um, and, and maybe also why startups want to collaborate with corporates? But I guess that's one of, that one is a bit more obvious. Mm -hmm. Well, um, actually, there are several reasons. And actually, you can split them up between more financially oriented reasons and more strategic oriented reasons. Um, both are still important, but initially, that's how corporate venturing started in the, the previous century. It was mainly financially driven. It was uh, big corporates who had some cash available and they invested it in young firms. And of course, other firms saw that they were quite profitable. Some high returns could be gained. And so they said, okay, let's do this as well, like maybe the traditional uh, VC players in the market are doing. So it all started with a financial motive. And you have, we have seen that, especially since the last two decades, it, ha it has switched more uh, in the direction of more strategic reasons to uh, collaborate. And that does not mean that the financial motive is not important at all, because in the end, if you start uh, corporate venturing activity, it should be a sustainable activity in, in long term. Uh, so the financial part will remain important. But if it is your main motive, well, that's probably not the, the, the right way to start. Uh, the strategic motives are way more important there, uh, as Andres can definitely uh, say a little bit on that as well. 
yeah, if, if we look at it as just more strategic reasons why corporates will are are engaging in these type of CSCs, corporate star uh, collaboration, is they often they want to uh, reach out or start experimenting with new technologies or want to explore new markets, and they can do that easily and fast by joining forces with uh, startups. Another reason why they would engage is making use or making value out of Slack resources, right? Often they have uh, IP or, or um, some, some offices or, or uh, buildings that are unused and maybe they can make use of this and make money out of this if they uh, rent it out or let someone else use this. Um, a big thing that we saw with a lot of corporate is the, the change in culture. Uh, that they want to uh, create. So what what corporates are experiencing is that the culture is very critical in their innovative uh, actions. And by collaborating with startups, they hope um, to change this culture a little bit. The vibe that these startups bring, they hope that this will um, stimulate more entrepreneurial behavior within the corporate itself. So yeah. these are some of the main um, main elements, yes. Yeah, and I think that's really important to, to, to link it to a corporate culture of innovation. Um, we, we often see um, corporate startup collaborations go wrong just because the corporate is in it for the branding or the visibility or to show mm. that we are doing something with innovation, but it needs to go deeper than that um, to be successful, of course. Um, we, we Yes? Yeah, because what, 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 that's why I emphasized on the hope that the, the culture will change. And this is a, cr a critical element because if you don't follow this up very well and if you ha haven't have um, or you don't have a vision and a strategy behind it, it remains hoping. And it's only successful if you can uh, really embed it in a larger vision and, a, and with a larger strategy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, we mentioned corporate startup collaborations, CSC, a few times already. Um, I think a few years back that meant corporate acquiring startup, uh, but now we're looking at an, um, a wide range of possible uh, ways of working together, uh, which was also something that was researched in the study and that you spoke to many startups and, and corporates on. Can you share us a bit on, on how corporates and startups work together? Well, yeah, indeed, uh, Elise, as you said, um, it used to be acquisitions or let's say corporate venturing in a strict sense. It means taking an equity position in a, in a startup or scale up. Um, and that's still relevant. It's still important. It's still being done. Uh, that's for sure. But that's not the only option, because uh, if you take an equity position, uh, corporates are not always willing to do that or they are not allowed to do it, especially more governmental organizations. And by the way, startups and scale ups are not always eager for that especially not in the, in the beginning stages. And so in that sense, what we looked at is how can you collaborate also strategically together, but without uh, opening up your uh, capital position. And so what we indeed define is about 20 ways of uh, collaboration where you could say it, uh, it could all start already with just exploring, you know, exploring, go to events, meet each other, uh, experience each other's solutions. Um, uh, you know, there are 
every day uh, several events organized nationally, internationally, where you can actually meet startup scale-ups and where startup scale-ups can meet corporates and where they can hear pitch, uh, pitching their stories. Uh, and that is already, already an interesting way, I would say, to, uh, to, 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 to start the collaboration or, let's say, to, to uh, start the initial stages of further collaboration. And then if you move on, of course, you have more, uh, let's say, more um, stricter forms of uh, real collaboration where you say, okay, uh, as Andri said, uh, we have some data available, we have IP, we have buildings available or um, uh, machinery or uh, labs available that can be shared with startups and they can use our uh, assets and we can learn from them. We can see how they are doing it, how they are developing a product, etc. So also that is, for example, an option. Something very famous is, of course, also the whole world of the startup challenges uh, and hackathons, which are also very frequently organized. And that's, of course, interesting as well, because there you can open your doors for 48, 72 hours and you yeah, let the, the young firms, the, the startup scale-ups, come with, with some solution uh, or already come with a kind of prototype that ideally then can be developed further and uh, turn into further collaboration uh, after those events. Um, you also, of course, have mentoring and advisory. Many corporates say, you know, the paid forward principle, you know, we have learned a lot from, you know, people who have always uh, believed in us when we were young as a firm. And we would like to give that back to society, to young firms. So we would like to uh, mentor them and advise them as well, because we have a lot of knowledge on the industry uh, or on certain, um, let's say, uh, in certain directions, is it HR or legal or whatever, and we would like to help them out with that. And at the same time, for example, by sitting in the advisory council of a young firm, we also learn from them. We see what they are struggling with, how they deal with it, how they are successful in certain ways. And so also that is a kind of uh, win-win situation that can be created. And then, yeah, we have, of course, then other forms that go into buy from startups. We call that venture clients. You could say, yeah, that's maybe just a customer uh, uh, supply relationship. But yeah, it's not that logical because many firms are not uh, ready for that yet. Because if they would like to collaborate with suppliers, they have some, some very tough screening process. The, 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 the firm or the supplier should already show a nice track record, which is not always possible. So there are definitely uh, several organizations uh, around us that are not ready for that. And that's a missed opportunity because by buying your service or, or product from startups, also there a lot of learnings can be, can be gained and you exactly already start using the solution of the young firm, the innovative solution. So that could also be a very interesting way of collaboration. And then I would say before we actually dive into potential equity, we also have what we call then co-development projects, strategic partnerships or licensing, where you actually quite often, uh, you know, uh, create a joint team with people from the corporate and the startup and work together on, yeah, on a solution, you know, and these are, you know, the closest collaborations as you would expect. There is no equity involved. There are some very clear rules about intellectual property because if you are developing something together, yeah, in the end, who owns what? I think that's important to already make, make clear from the beginning. But the thing is you work together on solutions and you, you can solve each other's problems. And that is extremely interesting, extremely valuable. And that is what we see growing the interest in especially co-development projects, strategic partnerships. Yeah, that is what is happening more and more. And I think one of the main ideas or most famous ideas is uh, like BMW 
BMW with their startup garage. They already buy very early from young firms and then they develop together with them. And that's very learning, learn flow, I would say, for, for BMW, uh, the corporate in this case, but also for the startup. So uh, these are all what I have mentioned up till now, going from very light to more uh, strategic and uh, more, um, uh, I would say, intense ways of collaboration. But in none of the cases, equity uh, is involved. So it opens up a lot of uh, interesting perspectives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think um, it's it's always um, there's always a lot of great examples abroad. But maybe even um, do you um, do you see any such ways of collaborating with your clients here in Belgium? Well, I, I think um, what has been said <laughs> makes a lot of sense with what I've experienced um, at the corporates. Um, Years ago, it was um, yeah a hype. Everybody had to invest, and you've seen a lot of corporates also in my client portfolio, uh, or quite some in investing in startup by taking a majority, and and there you've seen that immediately um, a value instead of creation, a value destruction started. Um, you lost the startup vibe, you lost the agility um, that that was at the startup. Um, and and you could question what is the added value here of this uh, this model. Um, so what Vincent is saying, that's also what I experienced at my clients, that you are going more now in, so from the, the one end, which is a, a full majority you take as an equity stake, so a pure investment model, to, to even simple models now as, as a, a client-supplier relationship. Um, to make sure that this agility and, and this vibe is, is kept. A uh, recent example that, that was given also um, as part of the program of, of the Antwerp Management School was, was for instance, the, the, the Van Sot is Sotra uh, example. They started working together on a prototype without even a contract and a simple profit sharing between them. And then they saw, okay, there is a match here. Um, and, and they, of course, at the end, they made a contract and, and, uh, and an investment was made, but started simple and, and let, let the, the startup um, stay in its own vibe, in its own agility. Very important uh, as a factor. Um, also now in um, in in the in the COVID uh, period, um, we've seen a couple of examples where speed was of essence. Um, take for instance Marks and Spencer um, internationally. At a certain moment, they they wanted to to bring their products, their key products, in in thirty minutes to to their clients, but they didn't have a channel had a channel for that. So they looked at Deliveroo. Uh, to to help them, should they immediately then take an important stake in delivery in delivery? Not no. Um, so um, my my message is here, and what I've seen at my clients is um, keep it simple. Certainly in the beginning, sniffing a bit to each other, um, and looking if 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 it can. Uh, work uh, together, and if it works together, formalize it then uh, through an equity stake, through a convertible loan, whatever. Uh, all all the the examples that Vincent gave also uh, going forward. But keep it simple and step away from 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 the equity and majority shareholding. Yeah, I think um, th that's also exactly what PwC is, is actually doing in some cases. I mean, uh, we, we, we practice what we preach. So um, also also we, we don't 
particularly invest in startups or acquire startups, uh, but we collaborate with a great uh, example is, is the, the, the Signify case where PwC together with um, about three, four other startups um, such as Proceedix and Iristic looked into what can 3D glasses mean for the plant of, of, of um, Signify without having any um, equity integrated uh, between the parties just as a, as a consortium of uh, partnering advisors. So I think um, it's not necessarily to, to take equity um, in, in, in the parties that you want to work with. I think, Andres, you also had some thoughts on, on, on different forms of how startups and, and corporates can collaborate together, right? Yeah, so like Vincent said, it started with, uh, with equity and it also should be mentioned right now, but what we did as a first step in this research project is broaden up this scope. So we defined 20 different forms which you can find in our uh, white paper, the first white paper that we wrote. And Vincent elaborated already uh, on three main blocks on these uh, 20 forms, but we have also in, uh, identified more uh, and where more forms where the commitment is higher. As to the, the incubation and the acceleration, um, you can you can do it as a corporate, have an incubator. Uh, you can you can partner with accelerating programs. And a very interesting element as well is what we call an excubator. Um, as a startup as a service um, and this is also a growing market where we see that um, young firms as well uh, specialize in uh, helping um, corporates starting their own venture and then of course we have all the capital but that's what I wanted to add on the on the forms thank you yeah Yep, great insights. Um, so we talked a lot about how they can work together, uh, but then a lot try, but a lot fail. Um, I think uh, you spoke to many startups and corporates and, and we as well work together with many of them. What what do you think, um, Vincent, are, are the key um, success factors that are needed to make such a collaboration successful? Uh, because of course, we usually only hear about the successful ones, um, but there's there's a lot of other attempts at working together that don't turn out newsworthy. Um, and I think um, it, it's for a lot of startups, it's the way to go, working together with corporates. But there is still the analogy of the, the cruise ship and the speedboat and bringing those two together isn't always easy. Uh, so could you share some insights on, on, on what you found on that? Well, um, yeah, there are a lot of uh, elements that uh, that uh, could actually have an impact on a success. You know, you talk about a speedboat. Well, you can rent a boat if you're on vacation for a week, but that does not mean that you actually uh, mean it seriously and that you spent a whole year or years on that. And that's important. You know, what are your intentions? Uh, what we actually started with, we have seen many corporates who are actually doing CSC, but more from a marketing perspective. They say, you know, it's nice for employer branding. It's also nice for our, our own employees, etc. But especially branding is, uh, and it comes from the marketing budget, you know, that's for us important. Well, as such, there's no problem with that. But then you also have to be honest towards yourself, towards the partners you know what do you want to get out of it and that's what we quite often see that companies start collaborations with good intentions but then there's no follow-up they cannot show the necessary commitment in budget in time to actually continue the collaboration and like for example hackathons yeah we have seen uh, happening quite a lot of them and okay then they come with a potential solution but then the next step actually using it and starting to collaborate quite often uh, it happens uh, 
not or maybe uh, only uh, maybe several uh, or longer period later after that because yeah usually yeah, they haven't thought about you know what, what is a commitment you want to show uh, later on so that is i think extremely uh, uh, important what is also important you know it's, it's business but it's also people's business so if you would like to uh, actually uh, uh, you know start a relationship with a startup uh, or um, yeah, a scale up. It's about getting to know each other. It's about dating. It's about talking to each other and yeah, try to find the personal match. That's extremely important. And you, of course, have the business logic, meaning that okay, what's the strategic sense of working together maybe in the future? But there should also should also be a personal match between the startup scale up and between a corporate. There's always someone within a corporate that will be your main point of contact, uh, and he or she will be the person that will also you know make the difference for you internally within the large corporate so there should be a good match and if there's not a good match even though there is a business sense or business logic it can actually bring such a collaboration down or uh, never make it happen at all so these are already two important elements uh, that we have seen that uh, impact the success of such uh, collaborations uh, maybe to add on there i, I think it's the start what I think is really important with the start is to acknowledge Joyce's law, meaning there are always more uh, smart people outside your organization than in your organization. And if you acknowledge this, then you can start uh, engaging with uh, collaboration with startups with a learning mindset, right? And if you embed this learning mindset in a bigger vision and a, and a, and a broader innovation strategy, then you can create value together. Um, I think the, the, the strength of, of startups is, is testing really something really fast, uh, reducing the time to market. And if, if you uh, engage with these guys in the right uh, mode, you can actually reap these rewards as well. Yeah. Yeah. And for reaping these rewards, you should take the long-term perspective. You you know, if you would like to have... So what Levin said, you should move fast indeed, but then the big impacts... On the company yeah for example entrepreneurial culture that's not something you will change in a couple of weeks or months it takes time and so you also will need to have that long-term perspective and that's what that's what we have seen uh, going wrong in the past as well for example with a crisis like this okay yeah show me show me the the figures uh, you know what turned out of it and if you have it only short-term oriented yeah then yeah then we see that some corporates actually uh, you know leave those programs but you should take you should be in it for the long term you know it's not just a, a short-term decision uh, or or action that you take so i think uh, that that's something important to consider as well and of course to come back what i said to the personal match yeah it's about selection huh? you know who are you going to uh yeah to marry or, or let's say to date uh, also that is an important decision to take uh where we see that some look within their industry or adjacent industries and that makes sense think about the business logic that i said uh, quite often uh, i think it's pretty logical to look for example for startups within your own industry but also look outside your industry because we uh, sometimes see that there's a kind of inbreeding going on within industries so if you would like to open up your perspective and indeed get ready for the next step if you talk about disruptive innovation well it should not automatically come from within your own industry uh, and that is something to take into account as well 
Yeah, I think um, you, you also briefly touched upon um, the, the, the long-term vision and, and, and the coach show me the figures. I think that's an, an additional challenge in collaborations that often the KPIs on which success is, is, is measured are not aligned at all. Uh, you can't uh, treat a startup as a, a corporate project with the typical corporate KPIs, of course. Um, maybe maybe a final question um, to you, Levin, uh, before we wrap up. Um, something that surprised me a lot in the in the survey, in the, in the results of this first survey um, of, of the Antwerp Management School study was that a lot of corporates indicated that they're more willing to work together with startups around the corner. Um, so um, do you think that that makes sense? Is that something that you would have expected? And, and how do you see that evolving, especially now, um, after uh, we all learned how to, to work digitally digitally, but also maybe want to support our own uh, countries. Um, as I alluded already in the beginning, it, it makes perfect sense. And it's the right timing to, to have this, this topic on the table, um, reflecting on, on, on COVID. Um, I talked already about the phases that a lot of corporates are going uh, through now from minimizing value leakage to value preservation of their current business and then and then again uh, the, the value creation. Uh, th that's one aspect. The second aspect that we certainly see is that local businesses uh, become again um, on the forefront. Um, we will not talk about the masks uh, here. That's not the topic of today. But if we have to import all from China in the future, um, yeah, that business model uh, also has its limits that we've currently seen in the crisis. So, yeah, we're talking about globalization and, and uh, with uh, the, the speed in technology, with the agility we need, with the fact that that means that your supply chain um, and, and your delivery of products should be controlled. I think these are all factors where startup scale-ups can, can play a role and where corporate venturing um, for a lot of corporates uh, can be um, a good choice to be into. But as was said, then corporates also, I've, I've seen, based on my ex experience, three common roadblocks um, why it doesn't work uh, between corporates and, and, um, and, and startups. Uh, a first one is unbalanced power, the large corporate versus the small one. Secondly, if they, um, the, the marriage is there, um, a mismatch overall in the organization, because in a corporate you have to pass four or five levels, that's not what startups want. Um, and, and the last one is, is, of course, the cultural fit. And it was alluded to that. KPIs, don't make your corporate KPI list uh, to, 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 to a startup. So if corporates can make work and avoid these three common load, uh, roadblocks in the current environment we are, I'm sure that uh, there is a lot of future um, in um, in bringing um, corporates and startups together. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks a lot for that uh, for that insights, Andris. I think you also wanted to share um, yeah. something to add on here. Yeah, indeed. Because I think indeed we saw that that uh, the corporates indicated that they wanted to work with with uh, startups that are locally uh, close. But uh, I think there, is, there are two things playing. You, you don't know what you don't know. 
So they only know the startups or they, they have an acquaintance uh, with, with startups that are locally uh, embedded. So, but it, there is a, this a push and pull that needs to happen as a corporate. If you want to collaborate with startups, you are going to look for startups. And obviously you will look in your current surroundings. But if you communicate your, 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 your vision, your innovation vision, your innovation challenges, and you communicate those well, you will receive questions from way beyond your local uh, ecosystem. Mm. Uh, and there lies, I think, uh, uh, un, um, um, well, unprecedented opportunities that you don't see yet. So if you can communicate, communicate these elements very well, you might open up the collaboration scope a little bit. Yeah, and, and indeed, I'm talking about local, local, but um, yeah, thinking also if you want to set up a greenfield somewhere, um, while doing yourself, if you could have a good startup in, in, in another country. So it's, it's not only local, local, uh, the globalization will help to bring them together, um, but there are much more opportunities um, if, if you start thinking about it in the current world of agility and speed. Great. Yeah, I think that's a, a great insight to, 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 to end the conversation with. First of all, I want to thank you all very, very much for your participation and sharing your knowledge on the topic. Um, to everyone listening that wants to find out more about the white papers uh, published by Antwerp Management School or how to get involved in the study, on pwc.be slash podcast, you can find the links to all uh, these documents and, and um, the people to reach out to. And in addition, um, you can also have a look at what companies in your sector of your size are, are doing when it comes to corporate venturing. So we talked about the different forms of corporate venturing and you can um, interactively check and benchmark uh, what, what the comp competition is doing when it comes to working together with startups. So uh, make sure to check that out as well on uh, pwc.be slash podcasts and then I look very much forward to hearing everyone again in our next session um, that will zoom a bit deeper onto one specific form of corporate venturing um, and it's uh, startups taking on a corporate investor a minority stake in their company to help accelerate their growth so thank you very much mm -hmm.